Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the Course in Miracles. Lesson 200. Congratulate yourself for making it to lesson 200. This is just a this whole stretch of lessons. I would encourage you to um, review this this kind of stretch of lessons and we have a review coming up. And then we have a bunch of sh- like short easy lessons. I think a lot of them. I think maybe the rest of the course. They're like half a page a piece. They're like back to the same length as the as the original lessons are at the very beginning. The first 50 or so. So that's cool. Um, there's a lot of density in the last, I mean, 100 lessons, 150 lessons even. It's like there's just so much buried in the, so much wisdom, so much, I mean, this is like ancient, eternal, spiritual wisdom buried in the last 100, 150 lessons in the entire course, obviously. I, I mentioned this not that long ago, I believe. I've mes- mentioned it a few times, but this stuff was born out of the United States of America in the 20th century. This, is, this was written or began being written, I believe, 1970, 1971, maybe the late 60s. I think it's the early 70s. I could be wrong, and I'm too lazy to, to look it up. Google is your friend here. But that is, and I've mentioned before, the 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 predominant 12-step program was born out of Akron, Ohio in 1935. This came along about 35 years later-ish. The work of David Hawkins came about in the 90s. So this is some no-joke, profound spiritual stuff, uh, spiritual wisdom, spiritual orientations, spiritual pathways, Every bit as profound as the ancient stuff, I would argue. Um, I have. I, I think that it's cool to be able to to grab onto something that creates a powerful shift in a person spiritually that they can measure by seeing the way that their lives change. That is born in modernity. Is that the word modernity? That is modern. That came about recently that you can trace the editing process back with, for instance. This is really, uh, this is not watered down, and I'm not dissing on the Bible or knocking religion, but if you study uh, Hawkins' work, you will see that the original teachings of the original avatars that became the major religions have been watered down over the centuries. So this stuff... This stuff works. It just really works. And the, the more that you work it, the more it works. So, lesson um, lesson 200, there is no peace except the peace of God. So, Greg, if you're listening, this is the reason I'm not responding to your Facebook message right now. It's because I'm, reporting, I'm recording this episode. Last long episode, La- long, last long lesson. Am I a little too jubilant about that, perhaps? Lesson 200, there is no peace except the peace of God. Seek you no further. You will not find peace except the peace of God. 
Accept this fact and save yourself the agony of yet more bitter disappointments, bleak despair, and sense of icy hopelessness and doubt. Seek you no further. There is nothing else for you to find except the peace of God unless you seek for misery and pain. This is the final point in which each one must come at last to lay aside all hope of finding happiness where there is none, of being saved by what can only hurt, of making peace of chaos, joy of pain, and heaven out of hell. Attempt no more to win through losing, nor to die to live. You cannot but be asking for defeat. I'll read that again. Attempt no more to win through losing, nor to die to live. You cannot but be asking for defeat. Yet you can ask as easily for love, for happiness, and for eternal life in peace that has no ending. Ask for this and you can only win. To ask for what you have already must succeed. To ask that what is false be true can only fail. Forgive yourself for vain imaginings and seek no longer what you cannot find. For what could be more foolish than to seek and seek and seek again for hell when you have but to look with open eyes to find that heaven lies before you through a door that opens easily to welcome you? I'm going to read that again. I didn't, I didn't intonate that properly. For what could be more foolish than to seek and seek and seek again for hell when you have but to look with open eyes to find that heaven lies before you through a door that opens easily to welcome you? Come home. You have not found your happiness in foreign places and in alien forms that have no meaning to you, though you sought to make them meaningful. This world is not where you belong. You are a stranger here. But it is given you to find the means whereby the world no longer seems to be a prison house or jail for anyone. Freedom is given you where you be held but chains and iron doors. But you must change your mind about the purpose of the world if you would find escape. You will be bound till all the world is seen by you as blessed and everyone made free of your mistakes and honored as he is. You made him not, no more yourself. And as you free the one, the other is accepted as he is. What does forgiveness do? In truth, it has no function and does nothing, for it is unknown in heaven. It is only hell where it is needed and where it must serve a mighty function. Is not the escape of God's beloved Son from evil dreams that he imagines yet believes are true a worthy purpose? Who could hope for more while there appears to be a choice to make between success and failure, love and fear? There is no peace except the peace of God, because he, because he has one Son who cannot make a world in opposition to God's will and to his own, which is the same as his. What could he hope to find in such a world? It cannot have reality, because it never was created. It is here that he would seek. Is it here that he would seek for peace? Or must he see that, as he looks on it, the world can but deceive? Yet can he learn to look on it another way and find the peace of God? Peace is the bridge that everyone will cross to leave this world behind. But peace begins within the world, perceived as different, and leading from this fresh perception to the gate of heaven and the way beyond. 
Peace is the answer to conflicting goals, to senseless journeys, frantic vain pursuits, and meaningless endeavors. Now the way is easy, sloping gently toward the bridge where freedom lies within the peace of God. Let us not lose our way again today. We go to heaven and the path is straight. Only if we attempt to wander can there be delay in needless wasted time on thorny byways. God alone is sure, and he will guide our footsteps. He will not desert his son in need, nor let him stray forever from his home. The father calls, the son will hear. Ah, and that is all there is to what appears to be a world apart from God, where bodies have reality. Now is there silence. Seek no further. You have come to where the road is carpeted with leaves of false desires, fallen from the trees of hopelessness you sought before. Now are they underfoot, and you look up and on toward heaven with the body's eyes, but serving for an instant longer now. Peace is already recognized at last, and you can feel its soft embrace surround your heart and mind with comfort and with love. Today we seek no idols. Peace cannot be found in them. The peace of God is ours, and only this will we accept and want. Peace be to us today. For we have found a simple, happy way to leave the world of ambiguity and to replace our shifting goals and solitary dreams with single purpose and companionship. For peace is union, if it be, for peace is union, if it be of God. We seek no further. We are close to home and draw still nearer every time we say, here's the prayer, the italicized section, there is no peace except the peace of God, and I am glad and thankful it is so. And this wraps up part one. Of the, we do have a review section ahead of us, but this is basically the end of part one of the course. So congratulate yourself for making it this far. And I will talk to you next time on the Course in Miracles podcast. Bye-bye.